Welcome back. Welcome back. Good to see What's everybody. Going on? I love how I say <laughs> I love how I say see everybody as if we are still back on Facebook Live. Because <laughs> we definitely are not. <laughs> we are not. We have been elevated. Elevation. Come on, Woo. say it with me now. Elevation. Uh but no, thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of Black Table Read. I'm one of your fabulous hosts, Mr. Jerry's Clad, aka Mr. King Petty himself. Going on, everybody, is Lydia Iku, the Queen of Shade. And you know what? I do have the goal to not throw as much shade you know, for this week. You know, um, it's, it's the weather outside is frightful, but the shade must be thrown. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, some, it's some wild stuff going on out here. So it, 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 the, the people deserve the shade. If, it, <laughs> if it's well, shade, it it's shade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's season three. Season episode three. Episode two, technically, for those of you who checked out our anniversary episode. Thank you so much for checking that out. We appreciate the love and support. But yeah, so this is episode two, and we have some things in store for you. Oh, child, buckle up. I, th- I think, I, I think, because I have my, I, the, 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 our topic, our, our table read for the day, I, I think it's going to be one we're going to have a little division. I think we might have a little division. This may be one of our more mm. controversial Ooh, topics. Ooh, I can smell the tension coming. Uh, don't add us. <laughs> and if you do, I mean. At least spell the name right if you add us, okay. you know. Please. Please do. <laughs> you know. Please do. Um, but it's, 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 it's one that we got to talk about. So, uh, but first, before we get even to the table read, let us jump into one of my favorite parts, the black top, um, for all of our newcomers and first time listeners, this is kind of where we talk about it all pop culture, black excellence, politics, all of it. If it's interesting to us, we got to talk about it. So sis, if you don't mind, why don't you start us off real quick? I shall, I shall. First of all, to... All of my sports fans out there, it has been a wonderful moment for us to just bask in it. But from football, baseball, basketball is coming back. NBA is opening their seasons. And for all of my WNBA fans, such as myself, let me just, first of all, give a huge, huge shout out to the Chicago Sky, who beat the Phoenix Mercury in yesterday's WNBA championship. Miss Candace Parker, who is one of my favorite players, all the way from when she was an All-American and when she was at Tennessee, so don't come for me, um, she did that thing. And let me tell you something about women's sports in general. We're always going to be overlooked. It's always going to be oh, well, are they really going to match up against men? Why do they feel like they need equal pay and all these other things? When I tell you these women can... Ball. They can match up and do whatever the they feel and master that thing because they too are professionals and they too can elevate, which is exactly what happened in these playoffs. First of all, if you were catching up with the playoffs... Um, before All-Star break slash Olympic break, it was it was pretty tense, even leading up into the All-Star break. So, yeah, coming out of that thing, Chicago, I can tell, just had that chip on their shoulder because they did play the Phoenix Mercury back in 2014 for the title, and the Phoenix Mercury ended up coming on top for that one. So this was definitely a, a battle that I was ready for. Panis Parker is... A favorite of mine so I was gonna just pay attention wherever she was but to see them go at it when they were against the Connecticut Sun who was number one throughout the entire season it was it was looking pretty steep but as soon as they got through that whole series it was like 
we in for a fight. But again, shout out to them. Shout out to KFC, aka Kalia Copper just literally did that. And she got MVP and it was well deserved. She did that. So again, shout out to them and much congratulations and shout out to the city of Chicago. Just Chi Town is definitely a second home, so all love. Hey, congrats, ladies. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Chi-Town is a nice place. I need to go back. It's been a minute. I need to, I need For to Chicago? Oh, I yeah. love Chicago so much. I I, I saw Maxwell uh, <gasps> at the Chicago Theater. Oh, my god! That was that was a dope experience. I want to see him live. He, he was great. So it was great. It was great. <laughs> I ain't even going to flex. That was great. I know it was. I know oh, it was. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, next well, subject. switching so gears gonna, from great experiences <laughs> to uh, maybe not so worthwhile ones. Um, Raven Simone was um, in the news recently because apparently she was catfished. And not in the way you would think. <laughs> uh, apparently, if some of you remember, uh, she was a panel member on The View uh, probably back in, like, I want to say 2017, 2018 or so. Yeah. I always kind of wonder, why is Raven Simone on The View? You know, everybody got to get that bag. It definitely was a question that a lot of people had. You know, everybody got to get that bag. I get it myself if the view called i mean they won't call because i'm you know i'll be a guest host but not a permanent one which makes me sad but you know (laughs) (laughs) but no she said she got catfished because what was pitched to her and also um fellow disney star uh candace burr uh who you know from full house um was completely a different direction than what they got so they say, you know, it's more so going to be about pop culture, fun and exciting and whatnot. Uh, and she got catfished because it shifted more to this political type of uh, platform. And it's kind of all occurred around the time of the Trump presidential race and everything like that. So she was like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I didn't sign up for this. Um and, you know, the only thing she said that kind of really got her through it was because of Mama Whoopi and uh, some of the producers as well. Um, she was like, you know, that's just not her bag, politics especially. And I can get that. Like, I grew up watching The View with, like, my grandmother. You know, if I was homesick or she was watching me, uh, you know, that something like that. Our thing was Good Morning America, the Regis and Kelly show, and then uh the view and then like price is right kind of going back between the view and price is right so you know when they switched to being more of a political platform it's like i want something a little bit more fun uh so i think a lot of viewership has kind of been like uh the politics is fine but there's so many other things uh that we can definitely talk about so uh be careful what you're being pitched out there people uh, I guess the moral of the story is uh, don't be getting catfished whether on the dating site or uh, for a TV show. So, yeah, that's what I took from it. <laughs> be easy on your picks and for your gigs. Hey, come Period. through. Come through. All right, so we got we to gotta tag team this next one as as artists. So you want to you wanna kick us off and inform the people of what's going on in the world? I will, and I'm glad we're... we're double teaming because it's it's just been a real extensive situation so the iatse which stands for the international alliance of theatrical stage employees so again they were in negotiations because currently you know as it is with different industries especially coming out of covid and everything like there have been extenuating circumstances that a lot of us have been going through but for them it's been just very difficult to have to deal with so things from livable wages to reasonable working hours safe working conditions strong benefits all the things that you know unions are in place for and they were like i said in negotiations about this and there was word that there was supposed to be a strike tomorrow Mm -hmm. right in my well today it would have been today Today. starting today and currently there has 
been a agreement that was reached. Um, but there are, of course, still a lot of members that are part of the IAT, IATSE, excuse me, that are not happy with this said agreement. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, like I said, you know, when you're dealing with situations where working conditions and long hours and for artists out there, especially on the theater side, we know about the 10 out of 12s. We know about the tech runs. We know how it can be just seeing the stagehands work their tails off and, you know, make it happen. Like from lighting to set design to sound, like all of those people make it happen just as much as the artists that are on stage and they're not appreciated for it. So, you know, when they're having to bring that to the forefront and also realize that the companies for which they're working for don't appreciate that, don't appreciate them for doing that, it's kind of, it, it's yeah. real messed up. It's yeah. real messed up. And again, they come to an agreement, but it, it's not sitting well with it, a lot it, of people. As as it probably shouldn't, um, because... I'll say it like this. One one of my uh, colleagues that I worked with a while back told me one of the best advice that I could ever have gotten uh, as it relates to negotiating contracts and things. First offer, worst offer. Uh huh. And mm. this is just one of those things. Like you get to a point where you you have to weigh so many different factors, and and pay is not always the biggest one. Uh, as as artists you know me and Lydia like she said we know about the 10 out of 12s and and all day shoots overnight shoots if you know you're on that type of thing and sometimes it boils down to the mental uh and the physical toll that it takes on you um yeah like for me right now like I'm in a show where I'm performing seven days a week and I only get one off day you know I have my mornings but you know sometimes even that's not enough to like truly step away you know I'm living, you know, where I'm working, essentially. You know, I live with the fellow artists uh, who are great. But, you know, every time, every once in a while, you kind of you need to step away from that stuff. Um, and so in negotiation, you know, just looking at it, I can only imagine what stipulations to still benefit the 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 people in charge, so to say, put in there. You know, it was probably only so much that could be resolved and probably why it's not sitting so well um with some members so i know just from twitter and some things i saw some people did have been striking but what i've noticed is there actually is a trend that's been going on across the u.s at least with a lot of companies and workers striking like my grandmother was telling me like john deere workers are striking you got some kellogg uh Cereal factory workers striking. I mean, Amazon is losing employees at an alarmingly fast turnover rate. Um, and as a former Amazon worker, there's a reason. Let me tell you, it is. I I I I don't. I'll say it like this: I can only imagine what slave labor looks like, <laughs> and Amazon is coming dangerously close to it. <laughs> so people are tired. They they want equality and and equity in a way that actually makes sense and is, is realized in real time. Um, and so even like you said, with this, with stage people, there's been a big talk about getting rid of, rid of uh, eight show weeks, you know, yeah. really taking more time. Uh, and I think these are conversations that need to be had because at what point do we, we not feed the beast and, and the capitalism of it all and start looking at human lives and capacities as a whole yeah you know so kind of where i'm i'm at with it. i'm i think strike do what you gotta do people you yeah. mess with the money people really start listening then <laughs> yeah that's usually what gets people to pay attention but the organization that they are in negotiations with was the alliance of motion picture and television producers that's amptp so that's you know your your production companies mgm all those big folks. The big dog. But yeah, I mean, I remember when I got a chance to go to New York with my class my senior year in college. And we had the chance to go see eight Broadway shows throughout the week that we were there. And I remember we went to go see Once the Musical 
and Steve Kazee was still with the show and somebody asked him like, you know, what it was like, what a regular day was like for him. And he was like, well, I wish it, I wish it could include sleep. But you know, when you have, you know, folks back here and he was like pointing to the stage hands that were, um, you know, like cleaning stuff, like the props and stuff off the stage. And he was just like, but I mean, I'm complaining about sleep and I got, you know, these lovely people behind me, you know, they're working three times harder than me. And I, I I'm, I'm not, I can't even complain. And it, that says something that yeah. really says something when, you know, cause we as artists, like we, we kind of have to have that appreciation. Yeah. But yeah, we just kind of have, we have to have that appreciation just coming into it because I mean, in, in certain situations, even though you have those people that, um, you know, that are, you know, they, they rather be behind the scenes Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like we're all working towards the same goal, which is to make this production wonderful, to get it on its feet, to have the audience come in and appreciate what we are presenting to them. But it kind of it kind of sucks when, you know, behind the scenes, like when you know what the real is, yeah. when, you know, even though you've been working on said show for X amount of time and you haven't been paid for it yet. When everybody's looking at just being like, oh, this is wonderful. And the whole time you're thinking like, yeah, I I wish I could see my money, though. Or I wish that I could have sat down like during that 10th hour of of recording or that 10th hour of of rehearsing. Or that overnight. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like you have situations where people are sick of it and they're tired of it, but they, they come back and they do it because it's what they love to do. It's what you know, that's what their purpose is. That's what they feel it is. But again, it's, um, it's real difficult to, to come into. And, you know, again, like with this agreement, I hope it, I think it's, it says that it's in place for the next three years. So I'm guessing after those three years are come to some other type of agreement, which I hope brings better. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully times would have changed and and mindsets would have changed by then, but only time will tell. All right. Well, that was the black top. Uh, We're going to go take a little water break and a bathroom break, and we'll be right back with you guys. All right. So keep it locked. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Hopefully y'all got a drink of water. Uh, rehydrated you got your fluids moving again and you're ready to jump back in with us uh, for the table read so like we said I think this this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting one uh, uh, because of the subject matter so uh, we're calling it half and half and we're gonna tackle uh, a little something about artists and public figures and how it relates to their work and them as artists and individuals so but we're going to tackle it from many different angles because there are so many different angles to kind of go from this um and i guess i'll pose the question uh to the queen herself can you separate the two personally do you believe that you can separate the two i believe that i can depending on who it is Mm. um because you have, I mean, just speaking from, you know, an influential standpoint, growing up, you know, loving sports and film and all these things, you have a lot of people who have just effed up over the years that you literally will look up to or saw them as an influence. And it sucks because it's like, dang, like, I really loved you in this movie or you really like set the record with how many touchdowns you you made and all this other stuff and then mm-hmm. it's like this comes out about them and it's like oh dang well <laughs> but you have a lot of people who just don't know how to um if y'all just want to rip this band-aid off you got r kelly <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. I said, "It's all. It's right there. It's It's, right there." I know she. I know she want to reach for it. It's right there. No, because you know, real talk. Because you. Yeah. I. I. I will say. Yeah. That um, I was one of those people. First of all, R. Kelly. R. Kelly is a wonder of a musician. 
mm-hmm. wonder of a vocalist. And he knew, you know, what he was doing when he got into that studio. You can't take mm-hmm. that away from him. Yeah. He understood the assignment in the He studio. understood the assignment to an extent. Yeah. The assignment of let me put this music out because I am an artist and yeah. I'm sensitive about much. So mm-hmm. with that said, it's one thing to, you know, put out music and have it be what it is, but then when you have a message behind it and people understand that message and they still continue to step over it, knowing that the message speaks BS, then Mm. it becomes a problem. And then when it's moved, you know, so many times under the rug, dug in the dirt, put underground, then it's just like, Oh no, it's, it's good. He's not, he's not this, he's not that. Like how, how can you go about that? And I mean, I remember when, the documentary came out on Survivor R. Kelly. I remember I was where I'm at now. And um, I remember some castmates, like, they were like, hey, so that thing about R. Kelly's coming on. And I'll be honest, like, it wasn't even to the point of me not wanting to watch it because I didn't want to face the music when it came yeah. to him. But it definitely was just going to be real disheartening because it's like, I mean, I remember, like, we, we used to see the signs. Even when the whole trial happened about him and the young lady and, and with the sex tape, it was just like, I mean, it's almost like it's it, it has to be true then because you can't lie with the video. If it's him, it's you him. You cannot. You cannot. You can't. You like you kind of can't go off of like, oh, no. And it, it was just a whole lot of stuff that was that was dealing with that whole situation and still is um, even with him being indicted recently. Yeah. Um, but he's not the only one. I mean, you know, you he's got not. Cosby. Yeah. You, you have. My now, gosh, like now, there's there's, there's, so there's a lot. People. Now I I will say there's so many um, people. Cause, like I said, this this I know and we we gonna get into it. <laughs> we go is is we gotta go in deep. If we gonna go in, we gotta. I guess being I'm a play devil's advocate. Unfortunately, we have to look at other artists, not just in moments of uh, pedophilia or anything like that. But we also have to look at influences of drug and alcohol abuse and that split between the artist and and the addiction itself. Mm. Uh, One thing in our industry, we've seen uh, drug and alcohol take a lot of people, you know, wonderful musicians way too soon are just taking them out completely out of the game and i had to look at people like you know whitney houston phenomenal singer like once in a generation type singer uh music is you know a whitney song a whitney video of her just killing the song will do something to you you know her acting, yeah. I mean, watching her in the in the in the preacher's wife or waiting to exhale, like it's just so much potential, you know, untapped, like sky's the limit type of stuff. But because of the addiction, you know, the the lines between Whitney the the artist and Whitney the lack of a better term, drug addict, mm-hmm. were blurred, you know. So in that sense how do you separate the two you know people still call whitney the goat but if if we're if since we're in this climate of camp cancel culture does whitney deserve uh, a cancel out because of her past transgressions and things on the same level of someone else not necessarily like an r kelly pedophilia but just because of her things if, if we're going that route of cancel culture anybody who's done even a smidgel of things wrong shouldn't should they be canceled uh despite the artistry i guess is my question so mm, this is actually the first time that i've had to tackle whitney houston in this yeah. type of situation i told you and we're gonna get it to it no it like I'm, it. I'm 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 here for it I mean, in cases like that, it's like she had people around her, just like R. Kelly. He had people around him 
most people that are in, you know, crazy situations where they ain't doing right, they have people around them who know that they're not doing right. And there were people that were around her who were aware of her drug use. They were aware of her depression. They were aware of a lot of things that she was going through. And in lack of a better term, like they enabled it. And it's like, for me, if you know a person has so much influence in their sphere, for her, you know, she had an abundant voice. Just like you said, you put on a Whitney record and it, it takes you somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. for for folks that were in her camp to know and, and see her for who she was, it's like, it's crazy how, you know, those people just allow that to still flourish, like to allow that to still go on and allow it to get worse, you know, essentially. But just on to, to answer the question, I mean, in that case, like what I was trying to say is that it was very personal what she was dealing with and some of it was out there for the world to know and some of it wasn't but it kind of just banks on you to just be like well shoot if she was going through all of that and was you know looking to those things to help her get better which I mean you know you would hope that someone wouldn't have to turn to drugs to make themselves feel better yeah. But if anything, it's just to a point of like showing that person love and showing that person still support of you don't need those things like you are great without it. You are wonderful without it. And it's like, I mean, as big of an artist as she was, it's only so many people that can probably reach her to like, you know, see that. And for most people, like they know that, like they still know that they have such a that they put such a mark on people. And most of the times they don't even realize how much that they are influenced over people. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at like documentaries and things of people who, you know, whatever, whatever field they're in and they'll be like, yeah, so how, how does it feel to be like a celebrity or how does it feel to just know that, you know, you are who you are and you make people feel this way. And most of the time they'll be like, I don't even feel like I'm what you're saying. I don't even feel like I'm this this person like this big like basically that i shouldn't be on this pedestal oh and i'm glad you said that word i'm so glad because I, I was literally sitting there thinking about I, I i feel like that is that is that is like the i wouldn't say the kiss of death but that is if not put in check correctly that is a a, a tumble waiting to happen it's like being on mount olympus thinking you a, a god and all it takes is the right thing to yeah. bring it all down and I, I i think the problem that i have with with this especially when it comes to council culture and different things is i think we forget that in certain cases now if you make a mistake too many times that's not a mistake that's a habit <laughs> like that's what that is say that um you know that just becomes who you are but mistakes are going to be made uh and i and i believe depending on a lot of different factors how you were raised how your view of the world your interactions your you may not have certain things in your toolbox to know or how to interact with certain things as the world is constantly evolving uh, and times are constantly changing and things are constantly becoming new and, and acceptable, you're going to make mistakes. Right. And and I don't think we, as people, give a lot of license to that. Oh, people we, feel like that they are just <laughs> the gift that was on keeps God's on giving. earth. And it's like, oh, yeah, so you can't make a mistake. And, and which you're not which a human. Is, yeah, which is, is unfathomable because... I mean, I make a mistake just driving every once in a while. I may forget the <laughs> signal. That's a mistake. <laughs> you that know, is, do I deserve to illegal. get the ticket? Yeah, it's illegal, <laughs> too. <laughs> but do I deserve to go to jail? No, not necessarily. Maybe a right. ticket, maybe a warning uh, or a reminder, you know. Um, but I, I don't think we give license for people 
to make mistakes, especially celebrities. We put them on this high, you know, high pedestal of fame and fortune and and the gold standard and, and this, that, and the third. But then we slowly forget that these people uh, put, put their pants, they skirt, they dress, they bra on the same way we do. Uh, and so if they're doing that the same way, then they're making mistakes like we are too, mm-hmm. you know? And so that that's why, for me, this topic is so, like, it's so multi-layered because even from like this angle we're talking about, that's just one layer. If we switch gears, there's a there's a positive and a negative effect that happens uh, when it comes to artists or public figures and splitting them between their profession and their individuals off, you know, whatever their profession is. So one thing that when me and you were talking about this topic, we're talking about the shut up and dribble mentality when it comes to. Ooh, uh athletes or you know my people God, of that nature God. speaking on um racism and inequality in in America uh it's always the especially when it comes to players of color um mm. and we saw this mm-hmm. a lot during the Colin Kaepernick protest and maybe we still see it and we still see it you know uh when we when they're speaking out about things of that nature it's the oh well shut up and dribble or just play football you and and people forget like these are just professions like when these people go home they still black you know and in certain cases human you know still human and and the thing about it is in certain in certain instances the only reason these people haven't been shot at harassed or or accosted in some way is because of that title uh or that fame Hmm. it's like at what point do we just see people as people and give license to to people having a voice, making mistakes, learning, growing? And like I said, if you make mistakes too many times, it's just a habit. But, you know, so one thing that I, w- I was doing some kind of doing my little research <laughs> so I could <laughs> bring something to the table. But, you know, yeah. we I was looking at old um, reports, especially in sports. um as it relates to domestic violence and drug offenses in like certain professional, like NFL had a couple like say non um, players of color having Mm -hmm. like domestic violence or or rape allegations. Um, Looking at you, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Not sorry, actually. Uh, But then you had, or, or racial, um situations like there was that eagles player a a couple uh not even a couple years ago this was last year i believe an eagles player you know was beating on his wife or girlfriend or something like that Mm -hmm. but then you switch gears and it's like you know you got the um i can't think of his name right now he was on the vikings or something he was a black player that had that video and him in the stairwell he had somebody else uh, on camera and you know these people got dismissed like quick quick mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas like the other players you know Ben Roethlisberger was just passing footballs on Sunday like he he hasn't had many allegations mm-hmm. and so it's like at what point do we also in that vein in this other layer hold people accountable for things not even based off of race even though race is a factor is another thing that I'm thinking. So it's like like I said, this this topic is so multi-layered and and has many veins and lines. Uh it's almost like DC multiverse. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Man, cuz you know, just watching the Flash, I I cannot stand it. <laughs> if they go on Earth 12 one more time, I'm like what the hell? Like so if they still. go on Earth 20. I um not- but that's but that's how this this it's set up. It's like I for one, I don't want fame. I'll just put it out like that. I do not want fame. I want I want my artistry to be elevated, but I don't want because I'm gonna make mistakes, y'all. You know, I am. I to God is my witness. I will make a mistake if not five to ten times a day, and in some cases I wouldn't even know it's a mistake until later. <laughs> like I shouldn't have ate that burrito right before a show. <laughs> you know that was a mistake. 
I shouldn't have got. I shouldn't have drank all them uh all them beers, uh, but before the the show, yeah. which I don't do that. I do that. I know some people who do drink before shows, and I can never understand why. I know folks that get zooted before shows, and it's Ooh. like how, 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 and we'll sing the house down, but it's just like, oh baby, my lungs, the way this. The way this esophagus is set up, I can't. Mm-mm. I remember I was in a show and they were taking, they were taking sips of tequila and scotch like it was just. They would do like lines of like, listen, let's we all we got all we got all the law. That's another set of the. That's another half like, and it half. Just got <laughs> real, but I'm saying like you back then. Shh. It didn't say but again, but they would smoke I, but, on stage. Like they still like there's people that still do, but But again, yeah. even in this, okay, let's take this. How do you separate the two? Because it's it's almost like you're getting it's almost like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. It's a duality thing. Hmm. So in one vein you have the very present, full bodied, don't make mistakes individual, and then you got this other half that's just like, Oh my God, how are you not in jail <laughs> with some of the things you've done and it's it's like i said it's so multi-layered and i think it all bears down to your set principles like i mean if you are a person that just i mean if you know yourself and yeah. you are in support of a certain artist or sports figure or public figure whether they are of some celebrity status or not. Cause you got a lot of folks that are on the local reign that, you know, you may follow and you know, they're on a high, high reign first for a second. And then they fall because of some type of scandal or whatever it is. And I mean, I'm not a fan of cancel culture cause at the end of the day, we're all human and can't nobody judge you, but the Lord himself. Mm-hmm. And until you get to that place, if you are going to that place, to sit at the right hand, then yeah, come on that's now, when that happens. You. But other than that, being here on Earth, it's like, listen, we we only here for a set amount of time, child. But anyway, yeah, it, I feel I feel like it just bears down to your set principle of what you believe and where you. I mean, it's kind of like you 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 put yourself in that person's shoes. It's like if you do, you know, have that much love for for a person of whatever stature that they are. And they do wrong. It's like, who are mm-hmm. you to really, one, again, judge? Who are you to basically put them in a box and be like, no, no, no. And a lot of times when things happen and, you know, these folks apologize, then we still just feel like, you know, we have that jurisdiction to kind of be like, eh, Mm-mm. that's not good enough. If and you have don't. a situation like... If it's if it's a court case that they're going through, if the evidence is there, it's there. Point blank, period. Despite yeah. the the government that we have and the loopholes that they have and the money that people have, that they, they can basically buy themselves out of a out of a situation. At the end of the day, it's like if the person did wrong, it it, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's salty layer. I, I'll say it like this because you know I got to come at it from this vein. I got to come at it from this vein. Let me. Let me put my preacher stole on. Oh, my. Jesus. <laughs> so I had to come. I, I was trying to think of this this scripture that um, I remember from growing up, and it, it talks about this very thing. Um, so in Matthew 7, uh, verse 3 and 5, it says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your Ooh. own? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First Mm. take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers and the hearers. The hearers and doers of his word. Amen. That one rings so true to me. I have to stand, like you said, it, 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 I think it boils down to your principles. But if you, if you are a follower of Christ, this is a very important lesson because you have to take stock of what you personally have done or are doing first. Um, that was a big reason for me growing up. Uh, I think me and you talked about this, but at one point I was kind of mini preaching 
growing up uh, in my church, I used to do what they call the word of the day in youth church right before the preacher would get up. I would kind of do my little sermonette. And then I even did my trial sermon one like New Year's Eve um, back in like 20, 2010, 2011. But I kind of stopped. Uh, I want to say around that time, I kind of pulled back some because at that time I had kind of been a little. <coughs> um, huh? A little, a little sinner? Uh, <laughs> a little sinner? <laughs> <laughs> You woke up and said, oh, I said, oh, hello. I think I'm going to take a sip of this cup. Oh, got to take another sip. Take another. And And your cup ran over. My cup was (laughs) overfilled with a little sin. It was that good sin. No, but it was a little sin. (laughs) Uh, But I couldn't, I couldn't stand before people um, and, and say not to do this sin or that sin. When I knew in my own heart and soul, I was out here doing it, <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't do it. That, that's if, if I'm gonna stand on principle, and and lead a life, I have to lead one that is by example. And in that moment, I said, "This ain't, I ain't living right, and I shouldn't be saying this." There's a lot of pastors that have mm-hmm. scandals that go on. And you got the followers in their church that are like, well, that's still my pastor. And it's no, like, no, 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 ma'am. You don't, we don't follow foolishness. <laughs> we don't follow you, foolishness. But, but you got folks, you got you folks do. who, who will ride. They are, they are, they are ride down or die. and they are ride, ride or die. die for they said, I will die on this or for hill. They, for their, their first, you know what I'm saying? Like they are down for the family and it's mm-hmm. like. No, you and 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 I stick I stick pretty close to you know to to my to my faith. It's it's morphed over the years, just as I've grown in my own journey. Um, but I stand on it, and so this scripture is one that I stand on. I can't. One thing that I I will say just from from that vein, because I'm in that headspace right now, is is you don't have to enjoy or 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 like an artist's personal things or even their professional things but what one thing we should all is is for pray for deliverance and change of heart i think a lot of times we forget the power of prayer because we've we've put these people up as idols so they're not people anymore they're they're a namesake or in or in prince's case a symbol, you know, um, we rarely, you know, talk about, you know, I'm praying for this people's deliverance from whatever addiction or, or, you know, spirit that's been attached to them, um, or something, you know, but cancel culture will have us be like, all right, I just ain't messing with this person at all. Like they trash, they, they don't. I'm like, I, I don't want to, you know how much energy it takes to cancel a person <laughs> completely? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy. I'm sorry. So, like, personally, I think that what R. Kelly did is horrifically wrong, and he should definitely be under the jail. <laughs> Up uh, under definitely the jail. under the jail. From an artist standpoint, like I said, dude created some dope music. I Trapped in the Closet is a, is, is a, is a masterful masterpiece for his time. I will admit I have cleaned my house uh, recently to all 13 tracks uh, and was singing at the top of my lungs. Now, am I supporting him? Mm. No. I don't care about that, man. I care about a time that the music, uh, I relate I relate to the time when it was out. You know, I was in like, what, middle school, high school? So it's, mm. a, it's a nostalgic moment for me. It's like, I remember singing these words. I remember uh, staying up late to watch BT to see if the episode was going to drop. You know, the Honey next. Love was my jam. Like, man. You know, and so a, a lot of times it's, and even before we hopped on to, to record, you know, I'm I'm reading an article about, you know, Mel Gibson is about to star in the John Wick uh, prequel, The Continental. And the article was like, Mel Gibson hired 
even after a controversial past. And I'm like, that's why would you write that? <laughs> why would you write that? Like, what what point was that? You could have been like, just Mel Gibson hired in John Wick prequel and left it at that. Like, there there was no need. Like, people are well aware of Mel Gibson's, you know, previous anti-Semitic comments and other things. Now, the question is, has he made any sense then? Has his mind changed? And we've seen this a lot of times. We saw that with Kevin Hart, the comments about, you know, if his son were gay or something like that. And then he had to do the whole apology tour and, you know, but we we don't you really give didn't have to. You really didn't, you know. But the, my thing was, how does it? My thing is always changed behavior. That's that's the crux of it for me. What's the change behavior look like? Because, mm-hmm. like I said, if you make mistakes enough times, that's just habit. But how do you switch course after you've made a several, a couple mistakes and and grown in knowledge and acceptability and understanding, you know, of people's lifestyles and people's choices and walks of life and different things like that like how have you changed your trajectory in life to become a different person we just don't offer that opportunity well i don't know count like i said council culture not really my thing i may or may not listen to trapped in a closet every once in a while at least sing it in my head (laughs) uh but like i said i i do not support these people uh because they don't align with who i am as a person but i will above nothing else pray for them because if I ever got in a spot like that myself I'd hope somebody was praying for a change of heart for me for deliverance of some kind and forgiveness at a certain point you know so Lord my pressure up now (laughs) (laughs) it just bears in mind that like I said people are human people are gonna mess up and folks don't have room to judge and if it's somebody or someone or even like a big organization, because there's a lot of them that don't do right mm-hmm. and people will stand by it because that it's that Walmart, Target. Um, this your man. Mm-hmm. Listen, and like <laughs> they are not. And I'm going to stand by him. <laughs> they just like we were talking about with with the with the organization with IAT, IATSE. Yeah, they have unions like that because of like we said they are there in support of the people that are doing these said jobs and you have unions around the country who are doing the same things for their employees like your fords your yeah. targets your walmarts air you know airline yeah. workers like these and even they make mistakes place. even and they make mistakes course. like we like, saw that with uh aea over over the pandemic like yeah. oh my gosh like actors equity went through it still going through it still it's, going it's, through it still going through it and you, you know? got folks who have been members for years and it's like <laughs> clean it up <laughs> yeah like do do your job yeah. but it really just just has you to bear in mind that you know folks are just going to make mistakes and it's going to whether it whether it affects you or not, it's like, is their mistake going to say something to you to be like, well, what, where am I at with things? Like, if I'm up here strifing against them, then what am I really saying for myself? That wraps up the tape. Read, <laughs> but hopefully you learned and took away some. And this is a conversation that you can have with your friends. But we're gonna take one more quick little break and then we'll jump into our last little segment, our BTR moment. So keep it locked, y'all. And we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back everybody. This is your BTR moment. This is your breathe, think, release moment. We're just gonna wrap this thing up in a tiny, nice little bow. Uh, But before that, I want to ask and pose a question to what if the ruler that you used on others was used against you? I think that's an important question. Uh, Like I mentioned in the episode um, about the scripture, it clearly says that we should examine ourselves first before examining another. I think that is a key and very important thing to look at. I myself try my hardest try my hardest not to judge 
because I know I will be judged with the same judgment one day. But we also have to remember that whether you're a celebrity, basketball player, an actor, a singer, or just two people who have a podcast, you are going to make mistakes. Uh, And when those mistakes become habit, then that's cause for concern. But a simple mistake here and there, we should exercise forgiveness instead of canceling. That's my personal opinion. But you also have to stand on the principles that you believe in as a person. And if those principles can't be moved to a certain degree or just don't mesh with an artist or or a public figure, that's okay. But you don't have to treat somebody as a leper in order to stand on those principles. Um, I believe the the best example is Christ. Christ hung with everybody. Um, But he exercised a sense of love and compassion to those he interacted with. So as we go on our day, we see celebrities or we just see an average Joe. Let's exercise more compassion, more love, more forgiveness uh, instead of our good old fashioned cancel culture. So that's all I got for you guys today. All right, y'all. Well, that was our BTR moment. Thanks so much to Mr. King Petty for giving us that little food for thought. If you love what you heard, just give us a follow on all social platforms at Black Table Read. If you have a question for us, you can email us at blacktableread at gmail.com. Give us a shout. You know, let us know what you thought about today's episode. And also remember that seasons one and two are available on all streaming platforms as well. Again, we appreciate you all for listening, giving us that support, and continue to be your best selves. We'll holla at y'all, all right? Peace. Peace.